0: Shura, the Music Explorers Podcast. Alright folks, welcome to another action-packed, not, no CGI needed episode of Seishura, the Music Explorers Podcast. As always, I'm Scoop Magoo. I'm Elaine. And... Uh, and this episode
1: was not directed by Michael Bay, apparently. Yes. And I'm, and I'm so happy about that.
0: I don't has he directed a decent movie?
1: Like I'm not I don't follow. I just it feels uh, like I I mean it depends on what your hey, definition of decent very is, right? True. Because I mean some people like Armageddon, you know, some people like Bad Boys, you know. Uh I can't say. I am a fan of either because I've only watched the
0: former, but and I, it was man, eh, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things that are at least decent or better, although I guess we'll find out once we learn each other's opinions, we're talking about four new-ish albums that really run the gamut. I'm really excited to talk about um, all of these, specifically two that I think were very anticipated releases for different reasons. You know, anticipation can be good and bad, and we'll get to those at the end. But we're going to open up with... uh, Some releases that really came as a surprise to me. One because uh, you picked it. The other because I found it last minute and thought it might be interesting to talk about. Uh, I am prepared for the worst because I really don't know what you're going to think. But let's get started. (laughs) This is Squeeze by Sasami. Uh, It initially caught my attention because it's like an interesting snake thing on the cover. There's
1: a... The, there's a a name for it. It's a, it's a Japanese mythological creature. Um, I don't
0: have the name. But yeah, I was gonna say yeah, it, it, because it definitely had that that vibe, and I thought it was interesting. I kind of put it in the back of my head. Like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll check it out. I didn't really. I saw that she kind of was like indie pop, you know, indie rock, whatever. I was like, all right, I'll check it out. Like, it kind of gave me okay, maybe this is like Japanese breakfast or one of those kind of artists. Uh, then I saw a New York Times article where I guess she wanted to. Like specifically with her new album, she wanted to appropriate white music, which I, I mean, politics aside, I just thought that was that just kind of caught my eye. That that's a that's yeah. a lot of buzzwords in one you know <laughs> one uh, headline, and I guess she decided on metal because metal is stereotypically white men's music, um, and yeah. you know again, politics aside, I don't you know I think this we typically don't dive into those issues on. Here from a musical perspective, I was like, How the hell is an indie pop artist gonna, you know, quote unquote, appropriate metal? And uh, I, I'm prepared for us to, to disagree. I'm just gonna, I, you know, sometimes we leave the curtain up, but I'm just gonna peel the curtain back. I just, I, I was just, I was curious because I think this, I just feel like this came out so much better than I thought it was. Like, this just sounded like, um, a more indie, like pitchfork-friendly take that, uh, like someone like Poppy would do. Like Poppy, supposedly. Yeah. You know what? I I I I I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, like yeah. Poppy. I just felt to me with Poppy, it was uh, it. It just felt very obvious, like just not like very, you know, paint by numbers. Like it wasn't really incorporated well, and it was just kind of like. I don't know, it just, it wasn't made, it was made for a broader, you know, audience versus this being made for people who might actually, you know, might actually understand or might actually appreciate, uh, like I, I think with Poppy there's some level of novelty, with this I felt like Sasami actually put some, some thought into how this came together and honestly, it worked for me, I really enjoyed it, it felt like a kind of like yeah yeah yeah's like a, a slightly n- noise pop take on like self-titled saint vincent with some alt and new metal passages thrown in uh, her vocals also really reminded me of Joni mitchell which i thought was mm. odd so the fact that that kind of amalgamation of um kind of different indie pop flavors there's some artier compositions a little bit of uh a little bit of chamber, or a little bit more kind of like a, like a broader pop um, songwriting here, where it's it's you know kind of um, you know a little bit more arranged to an extent. I think the last song, especially, which of course I should have written down the the title, but that one felt more ballad esque, which I liked. And I mean, none of the metal here is groundbreaking, but there are some passages that I feel like are woven in pretty well. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's I think there is less metal than it was pitched to have, and I don't think it's you know I think there are clearly the songs that okay these are metal songs and then these are pop songs, but still I think the overall collection of ideas on this worked, be- you know a better than I thought it would be. I actually ended up really enjoying it. I was really pleasantly surprised. I mean I I, I thought it just seemed like it would be a little bit better more thoughtfully produced iteration of of like a poppy for example and i think it was much better than much better than that and i really enjoyed it and now i'm prepared for your thoughts
1: yeah um so i yeah i I definitely have thoughts for sure um (laughs) but 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 i i i guess in that i mean that there aren't I, i i guess my biggest takeaway is just a general ambivalence honestly like it's not it, it like i listened to it a couple times and i you know there i i didn't find anything that i disliked about it um it's just that there wasn't really anything that kept me wanting to listen either um yeah it, it was just like it, it was just fine for me you know like that like i i don't think any of it was bad it, it just really wasn't my jam Mm -hmm. i guess um you know and it's and it's not i i don't even know where to pinpoint i i think a lot of it is just i i just found like it just wasn't incredibly compelling to me um and i i mean the lack of cohesion in an album like this is is i mean you know i i i want to try to make that a point of contention but it really isn't because i mean at the same time like greg Puciato can like you know, come out with an album that is like 20 minutes longer than this and is even more varied in its sound. And that somehow works, you know? So like, it it seems hypocritical of me to kind of jump on this with, with that comparison. But I mean, I, 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 it definitely like the variety of tracks is sort of how it kind of shifted between like this, you know, like you say indie pop. I I kind of got like this alt rock kind of yeah, vibe, like almost yeah. like a um like a Fiona Apple kind of yeah, vibe. Yeah, I could see that in some ways. Yeah, um, like that between that and like metal, you know, it was I don't know. It, it was it was it was fine. I, like that that's that's I mean so you know to to I guess to peek behind the curtain a little more. You know, before we start these, we kind of um talk about you know what order we're going in, and I mean I I picked this first because I just. I just don't have anything to say really because like there really wasn't anything that was, that was awful, you know, like it it was like, for what it was, it was good. It's just that like, I just don't have much to say because it it just didn't really, you know, jump off and, and demand further listening. And, you know, it was just, it was just fine, you know, (laughs) like, and, and I don't know if it's, if it's exactly like a, like oh like this isn't my genre sort of thing, it's just I, I I think it was just kind of like it just is what it is I I, I don't really know um, I I I just don't really have you know much in the much in terms about like uh, you know a definitive statement here because it's just just not really my game at the end of the day no, um, no. I I. I will say the the album cover gave me a lot like, kind of reminding me of like a Grimes vibe oh, almost. Yeah, I could not does it like the the music doesn't sound anything like like Grimes, but I mean, you know, I I think in the way that you know you have like sort of these female songwriters sort of exploring new genres and things like that and sort of trying to push envelopes in certain ways. I think you, you could make that comparison, but it's not a great one. Um, but I mean, I, you saying that, that 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 she was trying to like appropriate like white music is 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 pretty funny (laughs) and just uh interesting you know for sure um I don't really know if I really I mean you know how sometimes like when somebody has like sort of a statement like that or like an inspiration like that you sometimes you can hear it in the music like I I didn't I didn't really get that vibe that much because I, I I mean maybe it's just because you know there's I I guess maybe this is more me that I think there's a difference between, you know, sort of making a statement and saying, you know, I think you could say, oh, I'm going to appropriate, you know, this or something like that and have like a a kind of tongue in cheek, you know, like, you know, uh, aesthetic about it. But I think she's very genuine in in her songwriting or at least like that. That's what came off to me is that like, you know, even, you know just in in any song like it there there wasn't it didn't feel like she was just phoning it in like it every track you know felt like she was really giving it her all so you know you know props to her so
0: yeah for sure I mean I think uh well first of all I mean I have the sense that you either we're just gonna really dislike this or be kind of neutral um you basically you said we want to talk about it first um I don't know I just felt like some of the recent albums we talked about in the past, um, which of course, whenever I I like make those broad statements, I can't think of an example. But I just I <laughs> felt like there was a chance you might enjoy this, uh, and I just I just yeah. wanted to talk about it because I like. I mean, I didn't want to dive too deep into the you know cultural appropriation topic just because it's a really, I think it's interesting, but it's always a little you know tricky to discuss. But I think just yeah the the, the concept of like. I mean, yeah, it was just kind of funny. I'm uh, going to appropriate um, white male music and the fact that it's metal. I'm like, yeah, I guess I guess that you know that could be interesting, and I, I think it ultimately was. I, I really enjoyed this. I definitely agree. Or you know, the one sticking point for me is that I do wish it was blended a little bit better, or she really went all in on the metal. I don't know if the metal portions here would have lent itself to you know being extended to the full album you know album run runtime but i don't know, yeah. i think it's more like i don't want to go so far as to say like false advertising because i don't think she said like i'm going to make a hundred percent metal album but i guess i was just expecting a bit more uh, i think what was here i yeah. enjoyed but it just wasn't it wasn't it wasn't drawn out to the extent i was prepared for yeah, I, I
1: I I totally. I I, I know what you mean. I, I I think it would have made more sense. I think especially I think the album cover is like almost misleading in some ways. Cuz like you, you you get this idea like oh, this is going to be like I I, I guess badass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like the, the, there's this certain um excitement and I I mean maybe it's just me, but I don't necessarily like, you know, think of excitement when I think of like indie pop. <laughs> like or at least like i or i i guess maybe maybe uh more concisely like i don't think of that album cover when i think of indie pop yeah <laughs> still an awesome album cover but i i just like i had no idea what i was getting myself into when i saw yeah. it but i mean nonetheless i thought this was a cool like i i'm glad i listened to this because i think it's cool to just have these random listens like i i saw this release show up on metacritic like you know I, and i checked that it feels like a few times a week um or like like the calendar, and mm-hmm. um, I always saw it there, and I'm like, I have no idea what this is, yeah. you know. And uh, so it was it was kind of cool to be able to like put like a sound to the name. Um, is is it also is it bad that that I for some reason I always think of sashimi whenever I see sasami? No, that's I, I, that's yeah. okay. Because c- 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 like I I I mean, yeah, I I just like. Every time I looked at it, I'm like, is that supposed to be sashimi? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, dumbass. <laughs> anyway, be, before I say something dumber.
0: <laughs> no, and actually, a good segue, uh, kind of. Actually, that was the good segue. That, that doesn't segue <laughs> to the next one. I was going to say, speaking of uh, artists blending metal with other genres, kind of, we'll talk about it later in a little bit, uh, the new... Uh, Daniel Rosenboom, Daniel, right? Yeah. yeah. Daniel Rosenboom yeah. album. It says trio. Uh, they're called the Trio Subliminal, yeah. and this is their second outing together called Cinema Infernal. 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 Yeah, I, I, I don't really know if it's. <laughs> I,
1: I don't know if they, there's an accento, an accento over the over the yeah. e or not. I mean, as we've so.
0: established on this podcast, linguistics are not our strong suit. Um, oh yeah,
1: no, no, Wait, but. For, for, like yeah, I, I mean that's the like, thing. I I might have English degrees, but that doesn't mean I I know <laughs> shit about linguistics, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we we um, talked about their. Did we talk about their debut? I feel like, like this this collection of so, names sounded familiar.
1: Yeah. Um, well, so Dan Rosenboom is um, he's the founder and head of Arenda uh, Records mm-hmm. out of L.A. Um, and him and Jake Vossler, who plays guitar on this, are part of uh, Burning Ghosts. Yes. Which, Um, and so, yeah, that, so I, we've probably talked about Dan's music. I think I, I want to say we've talked about insane in the, the Anthropocene
0: at one point.
1: Yeah. Ah, That, that, that that sounds right to me. We've definitely talked Um, about his music
0: before, just for whatever reason, this, I don't know this sounded familiar, maybe we just listened to it or I listened to it independently. Um, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I always keep an eye out. For
1: Renda Records, I, I think they're a really fascinating label. They, they they've been doing some really cool stuff for the last few years, mm-hmm. and um, this really caught my eye just because I you know the lineup was really cool because you've got Dan Rosenboom on trumpet and I think electronics it says uh, Tina Raymond who I, I'm not familiar with until this album uh, is on drums and Jake Vossler is on guitar and he does an like insane job uh, with the guitar on here he also does um he he's done a couple other he does this um oh i can't remember the drummer's name it, he's he's the drummer for um burning ghosts mm-hmm. i cannot remember his name for the life of me right now but he does uh, a collaborative album with him that is just improvisations that are also pretty insane um but i mean i all this to say this is uh, a collection of it's three improvised tracks uh that that the shortest is is ten minutes long, and the longest is almost twenty three minutes. So it's about it's it's close to an hour's worth of improvisations, um, and it's, yeah. I mean, I, I I feel like calling this thing Cinema Infernal, you know, is is a good title in a way because there is like this, uh, cinematic quality. Mm-hmm to it you know like like when they get into a bit of a groove like you can really like you can really feel it um you know and it uh, it's yeah i mean look i i want to turn it over to you uh because i mean I, i i i mean just just say i i really love this thing um you know when i first listened to it i was pretty positive on it but listening to it again today i was like really into it um just the 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 chemistry that they have is really really cool Mm -hmm. and just how like every every musician just really adds uh to the overall like you know improvisation without sort of pulling focus um it's really just like it feels like that they all accent each other just so well and like you know like you know raymond's drums just like kind of she like flips the switch between like you know, more tom work and then more, like, snare and, like, hi-hats and things like that, you know, at, like, a moment's notice. And it's just, like, the shift is very audible. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in the way that, like, it just sort of changes the aesthetic of the track as it goes. It's it's really interesting. And just the way Vossler just goes on guitar is just insane. Like, it, it, it really feels like... I mean, he, he definitely has a background in metal. And, like, you really hear it here. And it's... but But, but it's not... It, it's it's not like this is a metal album like it's 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 its own thing. I I just I really like this thing. But anyway, I I will shut up and move move on to uh what you have to say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Uh, I mean, I think. I mean, I think I said that the segue was like a little overstated because this isn't. I mean, if you're going to this expecting a metal album, I mean, it's not it's not that. But yeah. for sure, that you can hear that metal influence. And I think what I, I liked so much about this record is. It, it. I mean, you know, Saxon drums. An album like Interstellar, Interstellar Space comes to mind. It's certainly something you can find. Um, you know, you can find pretty easily. Like that. That's not. I mean, it's it's an unusual setup, but not like the most unusual. Uh, I will say that you know, adding guitar to the mix, uh, especially with this kind of focus, you know, that really interested me right off the bat, and. Well,
1: Dan plays trumpet. Trumpet, yes. So, yeah,
0: I knew that a hundred percent. It's what we call. Yeah. I was just testing you. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, certainly, like you know, brass or woodwind and, and drums, you know, that's you know probably not that surprising. But you know, bring a guitar into the mix, especially with you know a metal focus or at least metal inspiration, I thought it was really cool. It reminded me of uh, some Zorn projects, specifically. There's a um, I think it's called Psychomasia. Uh, it, it's yes. A, it's, a, yeah. it's a actually one of my favorite Zorn records. I caught my eye because of the the album cover, and I actually have come to enjoy the music very, very much. Um,
1: it, it's funny that it's one of the few Zorn albums that I don't own and have never owned and have never listened to.
0: It's it's very good. Yeah, I like it a lot, and. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think that, you know, everything you said, I I really agree with. I I loved the chemistry on this. It definitely, again, not being, like, the most conventional of lineups, it was really interesting to hear how they played together, you know, really seamlessly. It it sounded like it made perfect sense uh, to have this amalgamation of instruments and ideas coming together. Uh, it It was a really interesting listen, and... Uh, I mean, the only thing I would say is it definitely was a little little on the longer side. I felt like uh, oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind it being. But I think the fact that, you know, whenever whatever you get these kind of musicians in a room and you have some interplay, I think it, you, it makes sense that they would kind of let their creativity run wild. And uh, again, it's one of those. I always feel, you know, bad making this, you know, saying something like this, but it, it's. Uh, it's just that, it's not that any one of the tracks was bad it's just that there was just it's just was a lot of music there just was a lot yeah a lot to to listen through and, and like I don't know what I would change. I think everything here was really interesting I think that uh i would but i you know what I would be interested to hear them do you know more songs but you know a little bit shorter kind of focus uh focus in that sense I think that would be really. Uh, really cool to see. I wonder what they would be able to do with that, um, but yeah, definitely. I'm glad you uh, recommended it, and I very much enjoyed listening to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely not like you know. I mean, it, it, it's lengthy for sure, you know. But I, I, in that initially put me off, but I really found I could get around it like really easily, just because of just the way that they work together it just feels like that time melts away pretty fast mm-hmm. in my experience anyway
0: yeah i mean I, I can uh i can totally vouch for this thing regardless i think if you're at all interested in you know kind of metal leaning jazz or if you like you know like metal and want to get into jazz i remember we did that kind of the gateway albums post way back in the day that um you know for jazz that was really interesting and I know everyone comes with their own vantage point but I could totally see someone who's who's more into metal like looking to get into um, looking to get into jazz or to try out some you know something a little bit more experimental with a heavier edge this would be a great place to, yeah. to look yeah I mean, does such a great job yeah. in in
1: just like sort of bringing that you know metallic edge to his playing but but not letting it you know it, he less influences playing but he is ultimately you know sort of uh, genreless in a way and i i feel like this this album in a way is very genreless. like it's just like like i feel like it takes on shades and hues of certain sounds at certain times but it isn't wholly subservient to one or the other um and i just yeah i i i really admire that about they're playing. And I mean, it's definitely something that that Dan does a lot in his music that he he, you can hear a lot of of things that inspire him. But, you know, he ultimately takes them and makes his own thing out of them. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I think that, that's always
0: cool. We will talk about, you know, you know, quote unquote, heavier, heavier songwriting. And I think, um, you know, I, I think that he does a great job where you can hear like, you can definitely hear the metal, like, you can definitely, um, you know, I think that's a, that's an apt, you know, apt label to put on it, just all-encompassing, but he does a great job of kind of um, running the gamut of what you'd expect to hear from, like, all the quote-unquote heavy, like, I think of, you know, Decibel's label, where it's all, like, heavy music, or, like, the heaviest releases, where it kind of spans beyond metal to, you know, heavier genres like i mean i guess like noise rock might be maybe an obvious yeah obvious uh genre to pull from but yeah really glad we checked this out and, and again i don't think we've talked about a Rosenboom release that wasn't really really good so
1: yeah glad, yeah, you know, glad that that continues just,
0: yeah i mean shout out to
1: arenda they just they just do a great job with the things that they put out um yeah so I, I, I guess we'll, we'll start getting into um, some of the more heavy hitters, the ones that were like we were gearing up
0: to, uh, to talk about here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and speaking of long, drawn-out compositions, um, <laughs> we are moving on, I think, did I get this the order correct? Of uh, what we're going to talk what? to for the final two? Like the order of the final two? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, I, just did, I didn't want to launch into that segue and then be wrong. Uh, But we are talking about, uh, definitely anticipated with some hesitation because of what this band presented and then how it rolled out and kind of slight backpedaling here and there. It was just, it was just a very weird rollout of the album, but again, it was a pretty interesting release and that is the new Blood Incantation album. Time wave zero and in a way it's it's kind of a, a first album in or like an offshoot of their career because obviously they've made a name for themselves in the death metal scene, you know the way that they uh, incorporate celestial themes both lyrically and you know image wise and with some you know kind of spacey vibes throughout they've, they've done a great job of blending like the newest strain of, I guess you could call it cavern core, old school death metal revival, like that big cavernous, heavy death metal, some death doom here and there. Again, some really interesting space ambient passages, you know, throughout their releases that were, you know, always there, always a nice um, addition to what they were doing. And on this release, they've stretched it out um, to two really long compositions. I think if you listen to it, in most places, it's been split up into movements, which is, you know, is pretty, yeah. pretty normal for, or is, is not uncommon for this genre. And I've been interested in buying or, like, looking into the deluxe dual disc CD where there's, like, there's a, you know, a third track. But it's, it's like, 30 bucks because it's an oh, import. It's yeah. just really expensive. And um, I don't know, because I feel like you're, you're paying for, like, the extra Blu-ray, which I don't, like, want. Um, but in any case, the, the two compositions themselves on the traditional or the, the standard edition, um, just right off the bat, I was, I was skeptical just because I think I, again, like, you know, we don't have this, we don't have this as an example to say definitively. But if they were to release just a straight up death metal album without any of the kind of ancillary unique elements brought to the table, you know, I'm curious if they would be as compelling, you know, as pop, or has gained the name for themselves as they have. I mean, Hidden History of the Human Race had a lot of traction, like even amongst like Pitchfork. Like I think it got Best mm-hmm. New Music Tag for Pitchfork, which is, is extremely rare for a metal album. I think uh, Sunbear is probably the only. You know, Media example that comes to mind. So I was curious if you know the inverse would also be true that if they You know if the death metal wouldn't be that interesting without the ancillary elements would the ancillary elements You know kind of stretched out to their logical extent would they be able to sustain the intrigue intrigue for like a full record um, and I actually want to buck the trend and ask you for your opinion first because I I am very, very curious about what you would think.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, I mean, this was an interesting thing for sure. Um, There are some little mini uh, discussions that I kind of want to have as well about this thing, but I I think just to get it out of the way, I mean, I I, I liked it, you know? I, um, I, I, I think that... You know, I I was expecting something a little different, but what came out was not bad. You know, it, it was just, um, yeah. I mean, I, the the thing is, it, it's it's not blowing me out of the water um, by any means, but I I think what they have here is is pretty cool. Um, I, I I guess what confuses me is more like its placement in their overall discography. Mm. Um, Because I mean, I've seen this, like, if you go to like Encyclopedia Metallum, and if you go to like, um, uh, the Wikipedia page, you know, it's listed as an EP. But if you go to like their Bandcamp, it's an album. If you go to uh, Apple Music, it's an album, you know. Um, So it's, you know, I'm not really sure what they consider it almost. I I think people are just going off of like, you know, sort of like a Pleiades dust. Mm. you know, type of like precedent or like, um, I heard portal put out, um, an album, like two albums. I think last year they did. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like one of them was like a more like experimental, like synth dungeon synth sort of thing. Um, and so I, I, I guess, you know, if, if you're going off of those things, like, Oh, maybe it's more of an EP, but they seem to be considering it more of an album. And like, I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm kind of splitting hairs in some ways, but it, it just kind of, I mean, I, I I guess the reason I'm curious about this is because it, because it, um, I, I, I just don't know why this, I, I don't know why this was released, I guess, yeah. <laughs> like in this fashion. Because, I mean, believe me, it's, it's not a bad album by any means. And like if you're a fan of ambient music or if you're a fan of like something more, because, I, like, I mean, there are a lot of people who are like, oh, yeah, this is, like, Berlin school worship or, you know, what have you. And it's, like, it's really not. Like, it's really not. Like, you can see a little bit of, like, those type of elements in it. You can hear a bit of, like, you know, Jean-Michel Jarre, maybe a little bit. But it really feels like its own thing um, in my mind. But, but all I have to say is, is like, it, it just doesn't... It, it just seems like such a strange, you know... Um, like it just seems like such a strange release. Yeah. In some ways, like I, I just don't get why this is like not, you know, designated as something different. I, I don't know why they just didn't release it under a different name. I mean, in some ways, like I, I was reading some reviews on Rate Your Music. Somebody was saying like, you, you got to give these people like, you know, some credit for just having the balls to release this under under this name. Because I mean, like you know. Well, like the only other thing I could think of that's even close to this is like, um, kind of like it didn't. It, the Melvins put out um, what was it, Colossus of Destiny, which was like this this dr- like one hour drone thing.
0: Oh yeah, um, yeah, I think I remember that.
1: Yeah, like and like that's the only thing I could think of that even comes close to kind of like, you know, uh, in, in like a similar way that like you're having a band that kind of already has like a defined sound, kind of just throw it away for something else. Um, you know, but but even then, like I, I feel like Melvin's is like one of those bands. It's like okay, that makes sense for them. This, on the other hand, is just like I don't know. It it just seems kind of out of nowhere. Except when you, uh, I I've heard that um I think it's the lead guitarist has a, an ambient project of the name um I think Hovercraft with a with a spell with a K, mm-hmm. um, and like so like I'm like okay, knowing that like that makes a whole lot more sense. But still, I'm I'm just like. I, I I just don't understand the the reasoning behind this album. Even even though when it comes to the music, I'm like, yeah, this is this is pretty good. So. Yeah, for
0: sure. I mean, I I kind of had the more or less same thought process. I mean, not to put words in their mouth, but it almost felt like they did like an intentional placeholder. Yeah. They were like, okay, like we we received you know far more. Attention for Hidden History of the Human Race than I think anyone expected. You know, do we do we really want to release a follow-up? You know, do we, do we really want to put something out right after? Like, do we just want to have, like, a buffer in between? So, you know, kind of, like, lead the conversation in a different direction. And there was that interview... Oh, jeez, the outlet. It was, like, a a prominent metal outlet where... Because I, th- I think they felt the fact that people just kind of had, like a really polarized reactions to it because they said, oh, you know, they you know this still has riffs like it's still like, basically the whole it doesn't you know, know that's the thing like, is like, like the whole like i
1: i i was i was thinking of this yeah. like when i was listening to it i'm like like there are no guitars on this thing as far as i can tell because
0: i th- yeah i think they were baby taking the whole kind of like michael ankerfell's on the past like oh you know it's it's metal and spirit and it's like but not you're you know that's bullshit like you're you're <laughs> aware that that's a dumb thing to say um and I think I, I pretty much, and you know, landed the same place you were is, I mean, I, I enjoyed this. I was wrong in the sense that I, like, I was prepared for this to be bad and it's definitely not bad. Like, I think they, they did a good job um, of kind of emulating this sound, uh, you know, pr- pretty effectively. Uh, but I kept, honestly, I kept going back to something I said a lot with the newest Death Heaven album is I'm, I'm not convinced this would have even. I, I mean, I, you know, I could probably go a little bit stronger. I'm almost positive this would not have received nearly as much attention. I, you know, people would have totally, most people would have totally skipped over this if it didn't have Blood Incantation's name on it. Like, I think yeah. just because, you know, that was kind of my same thing. You know, we didn't actually, I don't think we really talked about the Def album a lot, but it was a perfectly fine, you know, he- you know slightly heavier modern shoegaze album. Absolutely nothing wrong with that, but I just think people were freaking out about it because it had Death Heaven's name on it. Like, I I think, like, you know, absent of that, you know, continuity with people who had followed them throughout their career, I don't think people would have given a shit. And kind of the same thing. Like, how many death metal fans would have listened to this, you know, kind of dark-slash-space-ambient, you know, kind of pseudo-progressive electronic album, you know, who who really would have been interested in this? Like, would it even have made it into their circles otherwise? And again, you know, just, you can't listen to music in a vacuum, but if we, you know, pretend that we're in a vacuum for a second, I mean, it, it does what it's trying to do well. I mean, is it, you know, the best iteration of these sounds I've ever heard? No, but it's not, It's not, it doesn't do it poorly. I mean, I can think of plenty of examples of, of you know, of bands where they, they try something new. I mean, like, even if we say in the metal realm, I mean, Morbid Angel trying to make be all industrial, industrial <laughs> metal. They didn't do that well. Like they, that was, you know, that's an example of like, okay, they tried, tried and failed. Uh, at least this, yeah. they, you know, they try and they didn't even try something new necessarily. They just took what they had, was kind of just a, you know, an added bonus and added feature to their standard style of songwriting, and just decided to make an album length version of it. And I think it turned out pretty well. Uh, I'm I'm glad that it wasn't a total failure a total snoozer I mean I think I could totally understand people I think Angry Metal Guy basically said it sucked but he admitted that this wasn't really his thing which I mean mm. there's nothing wrong with it being your thing but at the same time uh, but I, I guess that that's the thing is you know like like for example I would never I would never review a power metal album because you know I've definitely warmed up to the genre a little bit over the years but I, I it's not my favorite like I just don't feel like I have a Comp- you know, much compelling to say about it, um, but this is this is blood incantation. Like this is that they've released a string of really well acclaimed death metal albums. I think it makes total sense why people wanted to talk about it, but it is kind of weird because it doesn't really, maybe it doesn't make sense. It's a little strong, but like it's just, there's really no reason anyone would talk about it otherwise. So yeah. it's definitely a unique release. I'm uh, I'm curious how this will. Translate to future releases. You know, do they? You know, I mean, it's hard to read the reaction because I feel yeah. like some outlets are, or you know, some people are kind of giving it giving it its praises because you know, kind of because of who it is. You know, like I think there's kind of that angle too, where people are you know hyping it up a little bit more than it probably should be, just because you know, again, it's like oh, well, like this must be amazing, just because you know, like. I don't I don't listen to these styles enough to know what's good or bad um so and there's nothing wrong with that i I mean I think you know for <sighs> it's it, it's it's definitely better than the
1: whole like you know uh typical you know stereotypical metal fan reaction to something like this which is you know like no, not like its not it isn't, isn't cult, so I don't wanna Yeah, exactly. I know. mean I, I just
0: I, I'm not sure that uh I don't know, I mean hopefully gosh, I mean I just I, I don't wanna tell bands what to do, obviously. I mean I'm not that the, the um Blood conditions listening right now. Like I just I hope this doesn't because when you talk about like does this count quote unquote as a, as like a main you know main discography release I mean, I kind of hope not, because I would, I would like to have, yeah, like,
1: I, isn't it funny though that like, it, it's their longest album, <laughs> it, that, it, and yet it, it's it's nothing like yeah. their other albums. Yeah, that is interesting. So it, it it's weird to like think of this as like an EP because it's like, but but then again, there have been cases of like EPs being really long. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's it's a little. It, yeah it, it, it's it's bizarre trying to contextualize it like within like sort of what the band's created um already but i mean if you just want to take it on its own you know and sort of divorce it from sort of you know from from star spawn and uh from from hidden history you know it, it's it's i you know it's good you know it, it's it's just that i i think it, it's just odd trying to kind of figure out where to, where to go from there. But maybe that's, maybe that's like the whole point is that like, you know how like sometimes, you know, like a band will blow up and the next album they put out after that is just like ultimately disappointing. Like, you you know, like, um, I mean, maybe not a great example, but like an atrocity exhibition going into like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, it, n- nothing's ever going to beat that hype. Mm-hmm. So like, they're like okay so why not sidestep it entirely like m- maybe maybe that's the strategy here i don't really know yeah i mean i i feel
0: like that's probably you know i mean i think i don't think it's it's uncommon for people to just totally um you know you know an artist to decide i'm just going to i i have to go out you know kind of color outside the lines because I feel like there's just too much, you know, there was just too much attention, there's too much expectation. Like, after a certain point, you're just not, you're just never going to be able to deliver what people expected because they become so but, attached.
1: Well, I, I I guess my thinking is that, like, they're counting this album as, like, oh, you know, we'll just put out this thing, and then we'll go back to our normal shit.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, like as in, like, you know, like, it's sort of like... Um, Trying to get like a sophomore slump out of the way, almost. Yeah, exactly.
0: I, th- I think we're we're, yeah. we're you know we're thinking on parallel tracks. It's just that okay, it's, right, uh right. You know, because I mean, if they were like, okay, we're just going to put out our next you know True Blood incantation album soon after everyone, you know, everyone is is super fucking hyped. Hidden history of the human race, and maybe they just go into it with unexpected. You know, they basically change the discourse, so people aren't immediately Like people aren't immediately. There's more context. Like there's more that people can kind of follow their train of thought and follow the band's career versus like, okay, they just released this amazing Death metal album. This one better be you know just as good if not better. Or I'll be disappointed. <laughs> now it's like, okay, well we you know we got this ambient shit that you know we you know we got now that that's out of the way, like you know, what next? And and maybe you could listen to it with that context. Maybe maybe this truly is something. I mean, well, I mean, clearly it's something they wanted to do because they, they, they did it, but like, maybe this is something yeah. they want to incorporate more extensively into their music. Like maybe, maybe we will actually see an expanded use of, of synths and, and these kind of textures. That
1: would be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's yeah.
0: it's. I, I think it's kind of... I mean, Opeth and Blood Incantation don't really sound alike very much at all, but I think that that's the thing that's the reason I was so disappointed and I think most people were disappointed is just what made Opeth's music so good was the the contrast and like just you know Mikhail mm. being kind of shitty about I think that's why I was so cynical at first or why I kind of like a red flag went up when they were saying oh like basically like it's you know there's still riffs like it's metal but like in a different context it's like okay but it's 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 like not though like it's just yeah. it really, really isn't like I think that's that's why I was like ooh oh no like are they are they gonna like pretend that this is, you know, this is something it just like, you know, patently isn't. Um, But, I mean, I, I, you know, the cynic in me is, you know, I'm glad they got this out of their system. Hopefully they kind of return to business as usual soon. The, you know, more optimistic side in me is like, okay, well, this is a, you know, this was a cool idea, you know, I mean, let's, let's see what happens from here. It, it, and I mean,
1: also, like, you know, if, if anybody wants something to read while, like, reading science fiction, this is it. Like, I was reading Neuromancer, re re-reading Neuromancer to this, and it is, uh, you know, can confirm, a lot of fun. Yeah, so. for sure.
0: <laughs> and maybe, I mean, maybe this will be a cool, like, I, I know people, personally, who, their gateway into, you know, you say what you want about Death Heaven, their gateway into black metal was Sunbear. Because again, it, it was—it's a pretty much a perfect, just kind of like training wheels type black metal album. You know, there's just mm. is it, so much going on that you know lends itself to introducing the genre without being you know all the harshness of it. So maybe yeah, but
1: but but like I mean, not not to keep this going, but like the, I, I I consider that more of like a hybrid. I I feel like this would be like somebody getting into black metal after listening to
0: Celestite. Yeah, no, I think for sure, like that's a more that's a better one v one example, absolutely. But I think just what a death metal fan have gone another way to listen to a, a, an album like this, you know, in any other context, probably probably not. So yeah, maybe just like the fact that Blood Incantation built up such a reputation, they're like, well, you know, why the you know why the fuck not? Let's you know let's check this out. Um, maybe that's maybe that's good. I mean, people. Discovering and enjoying music—that's generally a thing that we support. Um, so yeah. yeah, let's you know, let's see what happens. But I think ultimately where I landed with it was, I was pleasantly surprised. I think it worked really well. I think it—I think it was well a well executed, you know, well executed take on this genre. I just I, I still can't get past the fact that I I really genuinely. And I felt this to my bones with the last Death Heaven album. I just really don't think people would have cared that much if it wasn't the you know if, if the if it wasn't who who was releasing it. Like if this if if this was just you know some random ambient artist, I just don't think people would have cared as much. And that's not yeah. the end of the world, but I just think that speaks to um, it just isn't an earth shattering. You know, it just isn't. It's just it. it yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, but. Speaking of uh, bands trying to do
0: something new. Yeah, and speaking of bands uh, with <laughs> extraordinary hype, uh, this was this oh, was yeah. definitely a huge anticipated release for me. Um, this band released, same here. Yeah, released one of my favorite albums last year. I think it was my number two behind Promises. Uh, and it is none other than Black Country New Road. They are back with their sophomore album Ants From Up There which may or may not be their final album question mark they had a really weird trajectory because their debut was supposed to come out a lot sooner and it didn't because of COVID it kept kept getting pushed back so technically this isn't really I mean it literally is their sophomore album but it, it should have come out a lot sooner and it certainly or it probably was written you know it probably was written in an unusual time frame compared to when bands usually write their software album because they weren't you know because of covid they weren't really touring you know as i just said they pushed back the release of their you know release of their debut album so i was very interested to see you know is there like a lot of a lot of evolution behind the scenes that would you know that would surface and then their lead singer announced that he was leaving in a kind of a just a awkwardly worded statement. Uh, it was just was a... The whole thing was bizarre. Um, I forget if... Because I was planning to going to their... I, I don't remember where they were playing, but I, I think it might have affected their upcoming tour. I think it was canceled. Um, don't hold me to that. But in any case, I mean, it would make sense if their you know, singer quit. But I was like, okay, so how did this... How would this have impacted the album you know was was because of you know conflict or friction in the writing process? I just suddenly I had all these questions of like, okay, what the hell you know what the hell's happening like what the hell might go on you know what might we hear from this new album uh It's also weird just to to go from okay this this band is a you know a ton of potential. can't wait to hear how they evolve and then you know kind of out of nowhere suddenly there this might be their last release. Um, so I went into it with all types of expectations and once again, I want to turn the floor over to you and hear what you thought about how those expectations were met and or not. I, um, I
1: didn't really have any expectations going in, in, in some ways, um, because I, I didn't know about any of, um, this stuff with Isaac Wood before i listened Mm -hmm. to it um it was while i was listening to it that i ended up finding out about it um and i think you know i I didn't listen to any of the singles or anything like that so i just kind of went in blind um i think the only if if i can be said to have expectations here it was just like I, i i think i really fell in love with the sound that they you know sculpted on for the first time uh, you know, where they were just kind of taking like this post punk kind of direction and just adding like a little bit of klezmer to it and just a lot of this like orchestration and uh Isaac Wood had just this really compelling vocal style and you know some pretty interesting lyrics to go along with it. And you know and I was just really interested to see what the next evolution of that would be, you know? And um Oh man. This was uh this was a rough listen oh, for me. Oh I I really didn't enjoy this, like, like, and and I I I don't know if it's like I don't I I just re- this was just not great in my mind, um, you know I I after listening to it a couple times I ended up looking up reviews and people were like comparing it to uh, Arcade Fire, um, which I'm like I I I really I've never listened to Funeral, um, or like Neon Bible,
0: so like I I really can't make that comparison. Okay, can I just show me real quick? This yeah. gave me huge Arcade Fire, like specifically because I'm a big Arcade Fire fan, except for their new album, which to me doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> but this, like especially Neon Bible, this felt like that. I remember I slacked our friend Nick and was like, am I, am I, you know, am I wrong here? And then when he finally listened, he was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I totally hear that. So, yeah, that was definitely spot on. OK, so
1: so it's really not even that like groundbreaking. So okay, so that that, that that's that, that's pretty funny because it really, um, I mean, okay, so I I I guess I will just pot on the positive side of things. Um, I think the album cover is is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I it's just in a way that it's just like this this like quirky odd album cover. Um, you know, I I it, it's just a cool look, mm-hmm. but um, I think you know aside from that, I mean, Chaos Space Marine I think is a great track. I thought it was really, like, just, you know, I, I feel like that was a great track of just, like, it took a lot of the things that I loved about for the first time and really, you know, uh, kind of took them in a different direction while still keeping a lot of what was already there. Um, like, it, it was like a slightly, it was like a different facet to the overall jewel that is the band, if you will, uh-huh. you know, Um and, and you know, just it, it had like this epicness to it. And, you know, it was just it was just a really great track. I mean, after, you know, I, I mean, I, I actually didn't really appreciate it until the second time around. Um, but I think it's a really good track. Um, unfortunately, this album is um, close to an hour long and um, pretty much every other track is just this really depressive, like just very minimal just slog like it just feels like the the songwriting is just not there at all uh, because it, and on top of that i mean i i mean i i i i don't really i feel kind of gross saying this um because i you know as far as we know Isaac Wood left for mental health reasons you know and i think in a lot if you want to read into a lot of these lyrics it's obviously he's not doing too well you know um but I, I feel like his contribution to this album is, is its weakest point. Like I, I, I just like his vocals were just not interesting at all here. They, they they just felt like just lacking in energy. And the lyrics were just annoying at times. I mean, just using the, the term Billy Eilish style more than once in an album I think just using it once <laughs> in an album is, is more than enough. Uh you know, but it was just like such a stupid line. And, you know, like I, I thought the whole like, oh, leave Kanye out of this line was just like, you know, from like for the first time was like, you know, oh, ha, ha that, that, that's kind of cool. But it's it's just not it, it's just annoying. Like it's it, it's just such a stupid like it, it's it's just like, oh, oh, hey, I made a pop culture reference. Ha ha ha. <laughs> you know, aren't I smart? You know, when it's just like, no, that like that's just annoying. <laughs> like, you know, it, and just. I, I, I think the biggest thing in it is just that there is just no energy at all. Like this thing just feels so lackluster. It just feels just so uncompelling to me. Like, you know, the the the, the few parts that I liked, you know, there's this um, there's this motif on the song Holdern that is, um, you know, really beautiful. But the more I, I, I realized it today that. It is almost literally like a rip from Philip Glass's Glassworks album, uh, and, and you know they, they've gone on record in saying that you know they listened, they, they were influenced like a lot by like Steve Reich, if I remember right. Um, so like I, I you know you can I can kind of see that minimalism, but it's just like it just felt like you know just so uninspired to me. Mm-hmm. I and, and just, you know, and like a track like Snow Globes, where you're just repeating that line, which is not a great line either, over and over and over and over again, it was just like, oh, it was like, like, I, you know, I listened to this when like the day it dropped, and then I was so disappointed by it that I just, I tried to forget about it until we had to listen to it for, for, for this episode. So, you know. I, I'm glad I listened to it again just to get that confirmation that I am not a fan of this. But man, I I just I just do not want to listen to this thing again. But anyway, I'm gonna stop bitching. So no,
0: I, I mean I'm I'm probably just like a, the the thinnest of hairs, just like slightly more positive than you, just because I don't think I think I think what they were going for kind of similar to blood incantation and probably the only way similar to blood incantation. Um, is that what they were trying to do? I think they did relatively well. This really feels like, and that actually minimalism point, which I hadn't heard, makes a lot of sense. It was like they were trying to go for a the kind of a minimalist Arcade Fire, and, and then yeah. maybe incorporating a little bit from their, you know, kind of, uh, you know, the the style that everyone really enjoyed. But that's kind of the problem: is that there really was not like. There, most of the energy you know i mean i guess the spirit from first from the first time for the first time was there to an extent but not not really and i'm really glad you because i i was i was also hesitant to bring this up but i'm not sure if it wasn't like he just his heart wasn't in it or if um you know maybe he didn't like the musical direction he just you know kind of like, I'm not sure if it was fueled by depression, fueled by kind of artistic differences, or what caused it, but, yeah, the vocals were absolutely the weak link, and I think that's kind of the, it was the catalyst for, you know, this album just really falling apart for me, because musically, I think, I think, you know, the arrangement's really nice, you know, the, everything was performed well, I think it was arguably even, probably at least musically, written relatively well, but from a, yeah from a musical perspective or from a overall perspective it's it was hard not to be really really disappointed um yeah i it what what blows my mind is that
1: people are just like fawning over this thing just 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 don't like don't get it really don't i mean i yeah i mean i I feel like we, we have a couple of these albums every year that just do this to us but i just like what is like, is it just because people love the fur for the first time that much that they're just blind to this or like, I mean, I, I, I have to think that somebody genuinely sees something of value in this, um, you know, or at least more than, more than we did. Um, you know, but I just, I just don't see it. Like it, it just like no, nothing really feels particularly like original, you know? Uh, I mean, aside from like chaos space Marine, you know? Um, it just, yeah, and and I mean to 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 just riff on this really quickly is that like you know I, like I said before I I don't feel great criticizing Isaac Wood for you know being a weak link in this album, but that doesn't make it an untrue statement. You know I I think that you know it's it, it's it's difficult to criticize you know somebody who's struggling you know because they are struggling, you know, how, how can you expect them to, to, to rise up, you know, if they are personally feeling so beaten down, you know, but I mean, you know, at the same time, there are people who have struggled just as much, you know, and, and have come out with amazing things. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, we should hate anybody or that he's a bad musician or anything like that. I, I, I just think that this performance here was just very lacking for me, especially considering how um, how great it was, you know, how great it's been in the past. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's just I mean, the the energy thing is just the biggest thing because, yeah, the, like you said, there are some interesting, you know, orchestration like the, 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 there, there's there can be some interesting songwriting elements to it for me. but. A lot of it just felt really, really just like lacking of energy. You know, like you know, um, to harken back to our um, our talk on, on John Daniel's Devil House, that you know, my 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 mentor would always ask, you know, the biggest question was like, where is the energy in this piece coming from? And in the case of you know, ants from up there, you know, it's it's difficult to tell because it doesn't feel like it has a pulse for a lot of the time, you know. Um,
0: so yeah, just, which is so, it's so weird. Maybe, maybe it was just the pressure, you know, again, you know, not, not expecting to receive the level of, you know, acclaim that they did for, for, for the first time. Like maybe, I mean, I obviously can't speak to what was going on in their heads, but I, I think, I
1: mean, I, I, um, I saw this a little bit on Apple music that, um, they were saying that like the entire album was kind of like a, um, almost like variations on the final track basketball shoes that like, I, I, I guess they had written that beforehand and then they had basically just kind of, you know, like, I think the rest of the album kind of just came as a result of that track. Uh Um, but I mean, I, I, I still don't, I don't know, like, I, I don't even consider basketball shoes to be even that great of a track here. Um, yeah, this was just, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think if there's any positive to it, I mean, I, I feel like the backing band, you know, like the, the band, like basically like everybody except for Isaac Wood is, is like, I, I feel like that they have real potential, you know, like with not, not to say without him, but I, I, I feel like, you know, they have, there's a lot of talent there, I think, you know, and I think they, I think we've still only seen, you know, uh, just a hint of what they're capable of um you know i i don't know what the future is going to be for them but i think it's going to be helpful in some ways it you know maybe it might just be like a um almost like a gaza cult leader thing where they kind of regroup under a different name or you know something like that like or like a you know i guess an easier one would be joy division new order sort of thing um hopefully it's not like that um because I, i i hope isaac wood's doing okay um but, you know, uh I, I, I just think that, you know, everybody here has I, I still think has a lot of potential for the future. So
0: Yeah, yeah and, and I I don't know. I I I've I, I grapple with this a lot because I think on first listen I I thought, okay, I'll just, just need to listen to it more. But I think it just is so obvious from the jump that that not that there weren't slow moments, not that there weren't your know, arrangements or orchestral moments. on for the first time, you know, there definitely is not. I mean, you can
1: have a slow album that has a lot of energy to it. Because like energy isn't like oh jump the fuck up like it isn't like moshing it's you know feeling like this this sense of life within the track and you know that that doesn't necessarily connotate to any sort of emotion or action it's it's more just sort of this vibrancy of being able to actually like you know it it it's it, it's like a celebration of of being alive which i mean I, I i guess if you're depressed i mean this is maybe maybe this is like the the result of that but you know i, I don't really know it's yeah
0: yeah and I, th- I think to finish my train of thought i um i i'm not sure if it was the lack of i mean it probably was some combination of everything you know lack of of contrast between the more like it's you know Upbeat post-punky kind of vibes with like the post-rock, you know, basically like slint-core type stuff. Um, maybe it was just the fact that it was, you know, just kind of the arrangements were a little bit. I mean, it just felt like even in relation for the first time to your point, like sure, maybe it was just because the entire album was slow that it felt like a little bit dull, you know, or kind of like a just a step, a step, like a, a dial it down a step. In terms of energy, but even the slower parts on for the first time were more engaging more interesting and Yeah, I mean I think Whatever caused this, you know Whatever caused the adjustment, you know, I don't think they went into the same or we're gonna make a worse album But it just feels like they I mean that's kind of what it feels like that they just kind of like yeah. every, everything that I liked about for the first time just is not there to a, comp- a comparably compelling degree. I, I'm, I'm just, just not entirely sure. You know where they go from here. I mean, it, 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 it sounds like it's a possibility. This might be it that they just they won't won't rebound and that they really might just. Um, I mean, they they're young enough that I think they could continue with a. You know, they could, I, I, I really hope they continue in some
1: degree. I mean, I don't know, like, regardless of whether it's under, you know, this band name or not. Yeah. You
0: know, I, I,
1: I would really love to see what
0: they yeah, do. Yeah, because so. it's not like, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, like, maybe, like, if Chino ever left Deftones, I mean, replacing him would be, I mean, not that it would be impossible, but, like, there would be fans who'd be like, nah, I'm, I'm all set. Like, yeah. But, you know, they're a young enough band that I don't think people, like, I mean, he definitely had a very distinct... Vocal style like he was a key reason I enjoyed their debut so much but I I, I would certainly listen if they replaced him and and like you said I hope they do because from a you know from a songwriting you know music perspective like this was still well written I just hope that they consider going back to what they you know what they had originally and again I mean They're a young band, like, they're, you know, feeling out their sound. That's totally cool. I mean, no, you know, bands can do whatever the fuck they want, obviously. But I just, as a music listener, I can't imagine wanting to remove, I mean, I think just most of the things that made their debut so good, it just feels like they're like, no, we're okay. We don't need to do that in our sophomore album. Yeah. And I just don't, I, I can't really understand... There must be like, you know, things at, at play behind the scenes. Ob- I mean, obviously there are things at play behind the scene that we're not aware of. But it just mm-hmm. kind of... Really, it, it was a surprise to me. To hear. I mean, it just like my excitement and my mood listening to this just slowly started to to just, you know, diminish yeah, over time. Because I was like, wow. Like, I'm, I am figured, okay, we're, you know, we're going to start out slow, but we're going to, you know, pick up. And then after a while, I was like, wow, this is... I guess this is it. This is... This is what we're you know, this is what's for dinner, so to speak. Yeah. Um but yeah. A- again, young enough, certainly room to grow. Hopefully they do, even if they you know, they, they go in a different direction, they they try try some new things, get a new singer, you know, the the you know, one of those, you know, X number of, because they're a pretty big ensemble, like X number of members from the band have formed a new band, I'll I'll be right there listening to it, but was was very yeah. Yeah. Just because of how much i love for the first time i just i couldn't help being pretty disappointed by this unfortunately
1: yeah i know it's 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 a real shame but you know i i i think if there's a positive in it i i think is that you know like, like we said that there's still i think a future for a lot of the musicians here and that you know i think even if we don't like it a lot of people are so You know, and I I think that's more important than than my own stupid opinion. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, absolutely. I mean, I hope, you know, I hope he's okay. I mean, I hope hope everything works out for him. I mean, you know, maybe they decide to come back with a vengeance a few years down the line. I mean, this is, you know, you know, is that there's a special song you've done too much, much too young. Like maybe maybe this was just way too much, you know, way too much. All at once you know I, I don't know if I mean for the first time is a pretty you know relatively unique album for what's going on in the modern you know, kind of experimental rock landscape so to speak I mean certainly it fits into the UK you know art rock scene but they definitely had a unique slant to it I mean I don't think there were a lot of bands yeah. you know incorporating classroom music into the you know into their their take on the style so um, maybe they, they just they didn't expect to receive as much acclaim as they did, and, and that just you know was a lot for them. Who knows? You know, I, I again not not involved, not not in their heads, but um, hopefully they just need some time to regroup and and they'll be back. Uh, because I mean, if if they release an album that, I mean, I can't you know I can't just kind of put what's in my mind on paper or say it right now, but like what kind of where I thought they might go with their debut if they could get there at some point i mean i think it would be it could be incredible so yeah for sure yeah uh, yeah all right well do you want to uh you want to talk about albums of the week i would i would very much like to talk about albums of the week uh and i will go first because i yeah. knew or have known what i'm going to pick uh last week i saw between the Buried and Me for the 15th millionth time with, because one of my good friends who I go to concerts with, it's his favorite band. Uh, unfortunately, they are not one of my favorite bands. Um, <laughs> but it was actually, it was a pretty good show. Uh, I thought like they they played it just felt like they played a lot more. I think the first time we saw them, they played one of their newer albums in full. So like all the kind of slower album passages were played live and that just didn't, I just feel like it didn't work for a live setting. Um, the next the next couple times I saw them, it just was a really like I saw them on I think Summer Slaughter or the, one of those big tours, and it just I was I was done. Just it was such a long night that maybe I was cranky. Um, they were one of only two bands in the bill, and they played a lot of more heavier like ish songs, and I thought it was it was pretty enjoyable. I had a good time. Uh, I had a better time with the opener, who I've been wanting to see for a while or i mean not specifically but i felt like you know listening to music this would be really cool to see live and it sure as hell was um uh, unfortunately they were selling i didn't like a lot of their designs they were selling some uh, shirts on sale that were all in small uh, i haven't been a small for several years so i did not get a shirt but i got all three of their albums i think they released a, an album a while ago in their early days that was not as you know that's kind of out of print. But they were only 10 bucks each, and I was excited to grab them. And it is my album of the week, their most recent one. And that is Mordial by Carbomb. Uh, they oh, were okay. very, very fun live. Uh, it was hard to headbang to them because they kind of... Ye- yeah. <laughs> they sound like a mix between uh, Meshuga and Cave-In with, like, Glitchy math core stuff thrown into the mix like they it, you kind of have the grooves of Meshuggah but like even more off kilter and a lot of weird guitar effects Thrown in and then kind of these like with a cave-in comes in where they have some random Like alt-rock space rock like actual like singing passages thrown in very unique. Um, I Really enjoyed this album Especially, you know, my gateway was a song called dissect yourself which is a really nuts. It's like it's like the kind of the craziest, most hectic extent of their heavier side. And the album as a whole, uh, it took a little bit to grow on me because I think I went into the album expecting just a 100% that, but the clean elements are um, they, could, they could take a little bit to get used to just because it's not really what, something you'd expect from this kind of style of like the sugar core, so to speak. But I think it's really creative. I am glad I got to see it live, uh, especially because it was kind of an accident. They, play, they played in Manchester. Um, they were supposed to play in Canada, and I guess Canada's COVID restrictions are still you know, still putting a monkey wrench in things. So they, they decided <laughs> to change it you know, from one Canada date to dates in Burlington and um, Manchester, New Hampshire, which is unique. Um, so I was really excited to see that. I mean, you know, it's, it's nice to go to a cool show and then not have to, uh, not have to drive, you know, an hour plus home, but going to a show at mass. So yeah, they were definitely recommend seeing them live. Uh, it was also unique because I kind of liked the, the, shorter bill approach or, or the the you know only two bands in the bill Carbond played an hour long set BT band played an hour and a half long set like it wasn't a you know you have some opening bands like I felt like I got my money's worth for, for each band like they played they basically each played a headlining set it wasn't you know there have been times where I've seen a big bill and I'm really excited to see the openers but they play a really short set and really can't do much so it was kind of satisfying to just you know you didn't didn't have as many bands playing but you really felt like you got the best of them each of them um, and I don't know I, I I I might if I find a cheap copy of colors or the great misdirect I might just try it because I feel like there's something there I don't know I just feel like slowly over time
1: <laughs> why, why why do you, why
0: do you keep doing this to yourself I don't Scott? know it just feels like each year I just you know there's more I don't know. Maybe maybe I should just fully give up, but <laughs> in any case, Carbomb, yeah, highly recommend if you haven't checked he, them
1: out. I uh I've meaning like they are one of those bands that like I I want to like them, but I've just never been able to like find a good like entry point. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of the whole like Meshuga kinda angle. Yeah. Like that that's just never been a big favorite Thing of mine is to have like that, like you know, machine gun kind of blast, kind of going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, it, it's just not. I don't know. It, like, if if they were more like you know on the if, if they were more math core than like gent, you know, I'd be like all in. But it, it's kind of like that hybrid
0: that just throws me every time. Um you know, anyway, yeah, no, um, I totally get that. I think that's what throws people off is that it's it's you know you have some there's definitely gent mathcore and like alt rock in semi equal degrees. So yeah, say like, like this is this is the
1: one case where I, where I don't want chocolate in my peanut butter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, I my uh, album of the week though I am so fucking psyched to talk about this because I did not expect this at all. I was uh, trying to get my phone fixed on Friday and uh, I was waiting for an appointment at the Apple store and I just happened to go into Newbury Comics and just look around. I did not expect to find anything because their CD rack is now just like one single case. Um, and it's pathetic. <laughs> and yet I saw this thing and I just had to buy it on the spot. And it's um, a various artist compilation called uh, This is Boston and Not I Oh, sick! Yeah. They uh I which I didn't know that like so this was put out by a different label back in the eighties, but uh Newbery Comics did a reissue of it back in like twenty sixteen. Um, with a um with like an EP that was kind of like a sequel to the compilation, um, added in to it. And it is it's such an awesome album. Uh just a fun listen, just a great, great um little collection of of you know the boston hardcore scene of you know yesteryear and uh just yeah fucking fucking love this thing i i've been looking for a copy of this for a long time and i thought it was out of print and um apparently it's not so (laughs) very happy to have it
0: no that's that's so cool and i think i don't know if it was that specific compilation Or if it was like a simple, I think it was like a soundtrack to a movie with kind of the same idea. Um, Because I I love that song, "This Is Boston Not L.A." which uh, is by um, who's it by? Oh, the Freeze. It's which I I mean, they obviously didn't you know make a lasting impact in the in the punk scene. I don't think they they're like the biggest name, but that song in particular is just like I feel like that's what that what is what punk's about like it's a it's kind of like a playful rib playful in quotes depending on your interpretation ribbit you know like different scenes and just a really short you know 25 second um you know blast of of hardcore punk energy uh i don't think i've listened to the full compilation but i would love to yeah did you so you found it was it used was it new it it was new interesting that's really huh
1: Yeah, I I, I feel like they probably have uh, a bunch of copies, you know, around. Yeah, Um, I I just I didn't know about that at all. And I'm so
0: happy about it. (laughs) Sorry, that's my cold, cold, cold brew alarm. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that is. That's really, really interesting. That's one of those finds. Yeah, I mean, like we've definitely we've had those from time to time where you're just like. Really genuinely surprised to grab something kind of without a, without oh, a second yeah. thought. Yeah, I mean,
1: like... I I had uh, I found some stuff on online at Bullmoose that I'm excited to talk about very soon too. Um, so yeah, In, until then though, <laughs> sweet. Well, I, that's yeah. really really cool.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So all right. Well, uh, we are gonna go now. <laughs> we'll
0: be back next week. Thanks for so. listening. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening guys. And uh if you're interested, uh you know, if you want to hear more, just you know listen to us on uh iTunes Pod, Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast basically. Uh, we are on all of it. Uh, if you follow us on Anchor, to you know, whatever works for
0: you. And uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about, or questions, anything like that, uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Podcast on Twitter.
1: And our email, I think, is Podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening.
0: Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye.